0: What's up, guys? This is the AFW College Podcast. We are back with more of the content that will encourage you in your walk with Jesus during college. My name is Jordan. I'm an intern here at the Antioch Fort Worth College Ministry, and I'm delighted to be joined once again by the college pastor from here at Antioch Fort Worth, the esteemed Dr. Benjamin T. Moss. Ben, remind me what, what does the T stand for?
1: Oh, that's Taylor. Jordan. Oh. Uh, Taylor's my middle name.
0: <laughs> Let it be known. Don't mess with it. Yeah. Uh, Benjamin Taylor Moss, the esteemed doctor. And Ben, I'm just happy to be back recording with you in our little studio here. It feels like it's been forever since we've done this. How are you doing, man?
1: I'm doing great. It's good to see you, Jordan. You know, it's been about a month, but I'm back in the saddle, ready to go for 2021. Excited to be back with you.
0: (laughs) I'm confident you have not lost a step. Um, So I'm excited. I also got to say, Ben, so far here on the AFW College Podcast, you have just been given students what they want you are hitting all the major questions that college students are prone to ask Uh, we've talked about calling we've talked about setting goals all these things all these useful teachings for college students and the trend is just continuing to uh today and this whole semester as you're talking on the subject of dating and romantic relationships uh i wouldn't say that dating is something students think about 24 7 because that sounds like it's uh just never stops but I would say it's probably something they think about like once every 30 minutes you know like <laughs> about a hundred times a day probably yeah <laughs> uh it is something that is very very often on students minds uh and maybe i can only speak for guys or may- maybe i can only speak for myself but whether you're in a relationship or you're single students are thinking about romance every single day mm. uh, so you are- Are setting out to give us a little bit of God's perspective on dating this Mm. semester uh, in a series that you have titled singling and mingling Mm. and today you're delivering part one of that series straight to our listeners pockets in podcast form and that first part is going to focus mostly on singleness so Ben as we get started tell us why you thought it was important to start a series about dating with a teaching on singleness
1: well, that is a great question, Jordan. And honestly, it was a question that I was asking myself in college. And to to be honest, I really thought in college that singleness was all about getting ready for marriage and that that was the main purpose of it. It was just a season that if I could just get through it, Then I would arrive at the better thing, which was marriage. But what I didn't realize is that God actually had an invitation for me in a season of singleness that rocked my world. And I'm going to unpack that a little bit for us uh, this morning. But I do want to talk just a little bit with our listeners about my very first dating story. You know, this Uh is a good opportunity to be open and and honest on the podcast uh, when I was in college. And, you know, just to be honest, George. Jordan, I think I thought I was cooler than I actually was. Mm. And so, in my mind I was thinking that this whole dating thing, uh it's going to go pretty well for me. You know, I'm going to reach out to a girl, we're going to go on a date, it's going to be a great great first date. Easy. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh and so I remember uh I there was this girl I was interested in and so I shot her a text and I said, "Hey, would you want to grab coffee with me?" And she said, re- you know, natural question, she yeah, replied easy. back and and she said well, what for? And I didn't really know what to say. So I just said, well, to grab coffee. Mm-hmm. And she said, okay, one word reply, you know, just, you know, th- ah. there was, there was awkwardness already, yeah. you know, kind of happening over texting. <laughs> so anyway, I'm sitting down for coffee and, um, you know, I'm thinking this is going to be a great day. It's going to be a great one-on-one time that we're going to have together. And she walks in the side door and as she walks in, I notice that there's someone else with her. And so she comes in with her roommate. They both sit down at the table. We proceed to have one of the most awkward hours of my entire life (laughs) as I realize that in my mind, I'm thinking this is a date. And in her mind, she's thinking, how am I going to protect myself and guard my heart? So that's why my roommate is here with me. All right. (laughs) So you could say I botched my first date. uh, No doubt about it. Uh, She didn't know it was a date. Now, later on, we clarified and I said, Hey, you know, that was, that was a date. And Mm -hmm. she said, no. Uh, So so it didn't work out anyway, but that's okay. (laughs) And uh, you know, what I learned from that uh, Jordan is, is two things. One communication matters and it's important to communicate. If it's a date, then say it's a date. Uh, Second thing that I realized and this is where we're going to kind of land and unpack here this morning, is that I needed to take a season of getting clear on me before you and me. I want to say that again. I needed to get clear on me before there was you and me. And there's a season for all of us to get clear on me before you and me. Because if I'm not clear on me, when it comes to you and me, it can get tricky. Yeah. And for Mm -hmm. some people, singleness is a short season. And for others, it's a longer season than they want it to be. And still for others, and you may never have heard this before, singleness is actually a lifetime calling. But whatever the case, I want to encourage our listeners and say that singleness can actually be a gift from God. Awesome. And that can shift your paradigm. It can give you hope when you think about your season of singleness. Mm-hmm. Now, I didn't get just get there by chance, but there's actually a guy in the Bible named Paul who wrote the majority of the New Testament. Pretty cool guy. Pretty cool guy. Uh And he said something very similar in 1 Corinthians 7.35. Now, 1 Corinthians 7 unpacks all of what it means to be single and the purpose that there is in singleness. But we're just going to focus in on this one verse, verse 35. Paul says, I say this for your own benefit, not to lay any restraint upon you, but to promote good order and to secure your undivided devotion to the
0: Lord. Awesome. Yeah. And that verse right there, 1 Corinthians 7.35, write that down, put that somewhere. Uh, That is where we're going to be uh, leaping off from for the rest of this podcast. Uh, Specifically, we're going to talk about three things that, uh, Ben, you've kind of chosen to extract from that verse to talk about uh, God's purposes for your season of singleness. The first one being that it is for your benefit. The second one being that it's meant to promote good order. And then the third one that it's also meant to secure your undivided devotion to the Lord, let's jump in. Ben, tell us about that first uh, takeaway from First Corinthians seven thirty-five.
1: That's great. Well, number one, it's for your benefit. You can just say that over yourself. Singleness is oh, you for yeah. my benefit. Mm-hmm. When you're single, Jordan, God is after your gain he wants to build inside of you he wants to do things in you and honestly that's an encouragement if you're single or you're dating oh, yeah. we serve a good good father and it's important for us to realize that in whatever season we're in singleness dating engagement married hey you're engaged bro you get married yes, to whatever season you're <laughs> in god is after your gain that's his heart he awesome. wants he has things that are for your benefit Now, I recognize that some of you freshmen and sophomores are probably like, yes, that means I can just date anybody that I want if he's after my benefit. Mm -hmm. But some of you seniors might be saying, I'm only one semester from graduation. I don't see an altar in front of me. And I'm starting to wonder, was it actually for my benefit? And I want to encourage you and say, guys, that during a season of singleness, God is not trying to toy with you. He's actually trying to build into who you are. Right. Let me unpack that a little more. There's a work of God that is going on inside of you during your single years that is for your benefit. Mm-hmm. I share with you my my first dating story. Now I'm going to share with you the second, all right? Ooh. I was 0 for 2, okay? <laughs> but I'm married now and praise Jesus. Redemption. It's, redemption. Yep. it's been awesome. Mm-hmm. He, he makes all things new. Yeah. Uh, so second dating si- you know, time for me, uh, I was dating this girl for about nine months, and we went on an overseas mission trip. She broke up with me on the mission trip. Mm. Uh, you know, yeah. sometimes mission trips can be a good thing. You know, you you meet that significant other, that person. Sometimes they cannot be the case, all right? Now, the the Ouch. bummer about this is that we then we were living together in the same apartment building for the next three months, all right? Yeah. So, we were around each other a lot. So, it was sticky,
0: okay? And what, now, country, what country was this? Uh, this is Mongolia. Stuck uh, in Mongolia with <laughs> uh, a recent ex. <laughs> that's exactly what you want. <laughs> yes, yeah, totally what we were going for.
1: <laughs> and, uh, you know, when she broke up with me, I was thinking, uh, Jordan, man, that's a bummer. Like, I I really, she was a source of identity for me. And Mm -hmm. and it really kind of, Uh, hit me when that first happened. But what I didn't realize is that during that time, God knew exactly what he was doing because that took me into a season of singleness that was honestly one of the richest times that I have ever had with my father. And he began to build things inside of me that I was able to carry with me now into marriage. Things like learning what it means to just be a godly man, learning what it means to guard my eyes, learning what it means to treat other women women uh, with respect, learning to receive my identity and my affirmation from Him. And God took me into uh, just this time that was so, so rich uh, with Him. And I say that to share that I believe that for everybody who's listened to this, if you're single, there is some space that God wants to do a work inside of you. Mm -hmm. He wants to use your single years for your benefit to build His character within you. You know, there's a lot of... Of complexities that come from singleness and dating, but looks and personality don't fix those complexities. Yeah. Character fixes complexities Mm -hmm. and character will outlast time. It really will. It will remain. So I think a great question for you to ask that I think is encouraging in a season of singleness is, are you becoming the type of person you're looking for is looking for? I want to say that again. Are you becoming the type of person you're looking for is looking for? And the great thing about that, Jordan, is that that is something you can be investing in today. Now you can be Building into biblical Jesus-centered character, and that when you do that, when you take your single years to invest in that, it's only going to be a blessing in the seasons that are to come—dating, engagement,
0: marriage, and and so on. Well, not so on,
1: but (laughs) still, you got to be with Jesus. (laughs) Exactly. Yes.
0: Exactly. That is such good news. Just so you're not like you're not in the waiting room. You know, you're not just waiting for your your number to be called. Yes. uh, When you're single, and when you're talking about character, like. Those character traits, that development, it's going to have to happen. It's not like when you get married, all of a sudden you just figure out how to be a godly man or you just figure out how to treat women well or you're just all of a sudden pure magically. It would yes. be awesome if that were true, but uh, but it's not. So work on that character now before you have someone else who you have to be sacrificing for, who's good, who you always have to be seeking. Yes, uh, There's no better time than when it's just you. You can just be you and the Lord so good. building up character. So point mm-hmm. number one, singleness is for your character benefit hey y'all let's take a quick break to talk about our upcoming awaken spring break mission trip on march 11th to 14th this year we're heading to beautiful galveston texas to share the love of jesus in the city while working alongside and serving our sister church antioch galveston Every single year, this is a highlight within our ministry. God never fails to do mighty works in and through us on these trips. The trip costs $250, which covers food, housing, and transportation. You can sign up by going to AntiochFortWorth.com slash college or find out more by checking out the information packet in the description below. Hope to see you there. Then the next two points are kind of two things in particular that Paul says uh, singleness does for you, does in you. Tell us about that uh, that first thing that Paul talks about.
1: All right. Well, that first thing is to promote good order, is what Paul says. And we learn a little bit more about that if you hop down in 1 Corinthians 7. I'm going to read two more verses for us. It's verses 29 and 31. Paul says this. This is what I mean. You're like, thanks, Paul. You're going to unpack what you mean. Brothers, brothers. He says, "'The appointed time has grown very short. "'From now on, let those who have wives "'live as though they had none, "'and those who deal with the world "'as though they had no dealings with it. "'For the present form of this world is passing away.'" Now, when I first read that, I was like, whew, went straight over my head. Yeah. I was really confused. Right. But I unpacked it a little bit more because Paul can be confusing sometimes. And <laughs> you know, I thought to myself, is Paul trying to say, don't go home to your wife, just go on mission trips around the clock? think about it. Who created marriage? God did. Mm-hmm. So if God created marriage, he's into it. Right. So what I think Paul is trying to say is that as important as marriage is, it's not intended to be the main movie plot of your life. Right. So marriage within itself was never designed to be the main need meter for you. Mm-hmm. It would be a need meter. Marriage is awesome. I'm married. It's... Incredible. I would highly recommend it for everybody. But it's not intended to be the key thing forever. You say, what do you mean? Well, the key thing forever we learn, Jordan, is in Luke ten twenty seven. says this, and he answered, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind, mm-hmm. and you should love your neighbor as yourself. This is so key, because if we first can understand that our ultimate purpose in life is is not marriage but to love God, Mm -hmm. it sets everything in order, and it's so freeing. Marriage, though amazing, it was never intended to be the ultimate purpose of our lives. God's ultimate purpose for us is to love Him, Mm -hmm. and when we get that in place, it affects everything. So I think when Paul says it's to promote good order, I think he's trying to say that in a season of singleness, you have the opportunity to get clear on your purpose, Mm -hmm. which is to love Jesus. And when you're clear on your purpose, it actually leads to good order in your relationship. Mm -hmm. So that later on down the road, when you get married and a conflict arises in your marriage, though may you never have a conflict (laughs) uh, in your marriage, sorry, it will probably happen, Um, you won't be turning to the other person to get your needs met. Because you know how to turn to God. You know how to receive love from him, receive affirmation from him. Mm -hmm. And from that place, you can enter into a situation that's tense or a conflict, Mm -hmm. and you can bring the peace of God into it. And you can love the other person because he's first. And because you know that your purpose is to love him and receive love from him.
0: Yep. And that's it right there. Like, it's not like God is, uh, like, trying to be selfish and is like, hey, I'm not going to... He's not up there saying, I'm not going to give you a good thing. I'm not, I'm not going to withhold a partner from you mm. until you love me more just because I, yes. I, I need to be built up. He's totally. doing it because that's your purpose. That is our purpose. When God is not the number one thing in our lives, when when we don't love him the most, we're out of whack. Like, it's not the way that we were built. Yes. So it's in, it's in his kindness that he gives us a time Amen. to learn to love him first. So singleness teaches us how to order our loves to put God before all things. Amen. The third point, the second thing that Paul says singleness does in us uh, in that verse. Why don't you unpack that one for us as well, Ben?
1: All right. Well, third and final one, Jordan, is Paul says a season of singleness is to secure your undivided devotion to the Lord. So you say, what do you mean? Are you saying that once you're dating, you're getting engaged, you're married, you can't have undivided devotion to the Lord? No, that's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is that when your affection starts to point in a certain direction, your attention soon follows. So when you start having feelings for someone, you're probably not walking into church saying, God's here. I feel his presence. He's in the room. Yeah you might be asking yourself the question, is that guy or is that girl in the room? Yeah. Now, I'm not saying you turned all OCD about it, but there at least might be a thought that is headed in that direction. And mm-hmm. then do you think, you're, you think to yourself, during worship, could we possibly lift our hands at the same time in such a way that our pinkies would touch in a romantic way oh, yeah. and it might lead to a date, <laughs> right? <laughs> Okay, maybe not. But what I am trying to say is when your affection starts pointing in a certain direction, relationships or whatever it may be, yeah. your attention can soon follow, and that can lead to distraction. Totally. So when Paul uses the phrase undivided devotion, I think he's trying to encourage just saying that a season of singleness has the potential for you to set aside time to simply secure your undivided devotion to Jesus. Right. A time for you to say, Jesus, I'm fully yours. hmm And what I learned for me, Jordan, in college is that can be truly one of the greatest gifts that God can ever give you. I remember uh, my junior and senior year specifically, there were a lot of my friends, my roommates that were going out on dates. And it seemed like for whatever reason, Sunday afternoons was the time that they all picked uh, Mm -hmm. to go out on dates. Mm -hmm. So all my roommates would leave and, you know, they had their boyfriend or, uh, Uh, girlfriend in my (laughs) case. Yes, correct. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Thank you. Okay. Yes, guys, they had those girlfriends. (laughs) Yes. Uh, And I remember just kind of feeling this loss inside of me. Like, did I miss it? Mm -hmm. Like, did I do something wrong that would lead me to still be single right now where I am? And I prayed about it one evening, and I felt like the Lord said, Ben, you can either use this as an opportunity to press out or to press into me. Mm. And I felt like he just said, I've got an invitation for you in this place for you to develop intimacy with me. I was like, yeah. okay, God, just show me what that means. So this is gonna sound a little funny, but I just went on a journey of learning to date Jesus, of learning to mm. treasure him more yeah. than anything else. And so what I would do on Sunday afternoons is I would take my Eno hammock, uh, cause that's you know just what, uh, just what you do. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, get, uh, and I would set up my Eno hammock and I would just take time to worship Jesus and to read the scriptures and to allow the truth of uh, who Jesus is in the Bible to get inside of me. And those were some of the most sweetest times that I had with the Lord. And I can honestly say that in those times, Jesus was securing my undivided devotion to him. And as he got bigger, Jordan, He as and as he began to secure more of my attention, mm-hmm. it set me free to not need a label of girl Friend or boyfriend right. in my life. Mm-hmm. And that was so satisfying to me to know that Jesus could Jesus could satisfy me unlike anybody else. Yeah. And so I just want to encourage everybody who's listened to this, use your season of singleness to encounter Jesus. Mm-hmm. Because while you are spending the necessary time cultivating devotion to him, simultaneously there might be another guy or girl that's doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine the power when the two of them meet? They would give each other a gift, the gift of being able to say, I'm not perfect, but I will never require of you to meet a need in me that only Jesus can meet. Right. And that is an incredible gift that you can offer to your spouse. Okay. So that's why Paul says, let singleness be a time where you secure your undivided devotion to him.
0: Oh, amen. Yeah, and I'm just, I just want to hammer just hammer something home like you were just talking about and also circle back to a question that you talked about earlier. Yeah. Um, you you talk about like, is, are you becoming the person uh, that you're looking for is looking for? Are Mm. you, are you becoming the kind of person that would fit well with the guy or girl that you dream of someday partnering with of someday marrying? Mm. Uh, And I want to just add just like an important clarification that you were getting to in that last point right there. Your job in singleness is not to, like, work super hard in yes. order to make yourself worthy of the love of your future spouse. Amen. Right now, you're not trying to, like, up your stock so that, like, <laughs> someday your your future wife, future husband will, like, love you more and think you're cooler or anything like that. <laughs> uh, Though you are cool, Jordan. Thank you're, you're, you, yeah, thank yeah. you. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. And I'll tell you why I'm cool. Because that's where I was going. So all you guys... You're not trying to find the. You're not trying to achieve worthiness of your future spouse's love. That question has already been answered. The question of your worth, your value, has already been answered, and it's been answered by the Lord. He says that you're absolutely worthy of the love of your future spouse. And when did He say that? He said that on the cross, when He deemed you worthy enough, valuable enough to get up on a cross and die so that you could one day have a relationship with him. Jesus left a throne surrounded by angels worshiping him so that he could become a poor boy in the ancient Middle East and someday cleanse you of sin and someday walk alongside you. Wow. So your value, both present and future, has already been decided. You know, it's no longer a question of your value because God has decided that your worth is insurmountable. Amen. However... That does not mean that God leaves your character where it is at. You know, uh, there's still teaching, there's still molding, refining that takes place. And singleness is a great time for that. It's not even the only time for that, though. There's more of that uh, that will take place when you're dating, more that will happen uh, when you're married. So I hear I'm not married yet, but that's what <laughs> everyone says. Uh, and when it comes to relationships, the fact remains that right now you're connected to the one person who loves your heart the most, Yes. uh, who has loved your heart the most while you've been single and will still love your heart the most when you're married, Yep. and that's Jesus. So um, the opportunity right now to everyone that's single and also, like we're saying, to everyone who's dating and everyone who's married, uh, is that you right now have the opportunity to spend uh, your time investing in your relationship with the one person who has always loved you and will always love you and will love you better than... Any boyfriend or girlfriend or spouse uh, ever could. So yes, um, and
1: let me say we just one one thing here too. Please, we are for dating and we are absolutely for marriage. And yes. so hopefully next week, a couple weeks from now, we're going to unpack that a little bit more mm. of what it means to mingle well uh, with other people and
0: leading into engagement and marriage and get that ring by spring. Right, that's yeah. what it's all about. <laughs> um, yes, no, to- absolutely. You're so right. Uh, so one last reminder. Just to cherish your single years as a time that is for your benefit, meant um, to promote good order and secure your undivided devotion to the Lord. That That's your teaching on mm. singleness, Ben. But hey, come back in a couple of weeks where Ben will be teaching us not how to single well, but how to mingle well. All it's right. going to be so much fun. All right. Expecting great things from you, Ben. Uh, <laughs> all you listeners, you do not want to miss it. But until then, I'm Jordan. That's and I'm Ben. ben. Oh that's ben uh, and this has been the afw college podcast love y'all go out single well uh, have a great date with jesus this week uh, we'll see you next week